So Marissa's um, welcome about me or her introduction of that I'm an eighth grade science teacher has probably made you think that I'm certified crazy. Um, I might prove that true as we continue on. But what's also crazy, my husband is, some of you may know him as Coach Fritz. My husband is Josh Fritz, and he is also a junior high teacher and coach. Um, I have two kiddos. My son is going to be an eighth grader. Can't wait for that in the halls. It'll be so fun. Um, And my daughter is going to be a sixth grader. Mm, Yes. All of that. You will hear stories about her. Um, she is a walking me, and where's my mother? My mother's here, and my mother quite enjoys it, quite a lot, quite a lot. Um, but I am truly, truly honored that Marissa asked me to come speak. Um, I love teaching students. I love my kids that I call them my kids. I, I love them, and I get to teach them science, but my favorite subject matter is this is God's word. Um, I may be saying the words that um, the state of Texas says that I need to be teaching them and giving them, but I pray that my heart is giving them Jesus when I, when I love them. Um, but I am extremely humbled to be able to speak his name tonight and to be able to share his word. And if you would, I'm going to pray one more time before I really get going, and um, then we'll get moving on. Again, Lord, I just want to thank you. Thank you for you. Thank you for every life in this room. Thank you for the time they made to come tonight. And I pray that the hassle of the day, the hustle and bustle, or or maybe the not so much, they could just put aside and truly be here. And God, I pray that um, for my heart. I pray that everything I say and do would just be from your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for that amazing spirit, for your grace, for your love that covers us. It's so good, God. And we want to be open to receive the goodness you have for us tonight. Open our hearts, open our minds. It's in your sweet name we pray, dear Lord. Amen. Okay, as Marissa said, I'm really excited. And I will try to not transfer that to be like crazy excited and talking really fast. And, but then again, I love Marissa, and we are such kindred spirits. I love her friendship and Knowing that y'all know Marissa, I could have my moments of getting really, really excited. And you would understand. You would understand. Um, I really want to share with you tonight just a struggle. I, I want to be transparent before you and share with you a struggle that I've been going through and something I feel like God has taught me through it. And it has really changed so much about my year. Um, maybe even more than my year. I have been a believer since I was probably five or six. And I walked into my parents' bedroom and said, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. Um, my parents were like, oh, go to bed. Go back to bed. Because actually they didn't really know what I was wanting, but I kept asking 
to talk to him. But I've been a believer a long time and God's word has been truth for me. And I accepted that truth. I put my faith in that truth and have been a student of his word, what I would consider a long, long time. I just turned 40 this year. Um, I don't think I've come with much more wisdom, but I'm really trying. Um, But I found myself in a trap and I wonder if you might be in the same trap sometimes. Um, I find myself guided by my feelings. My feelings guide all the things. Um, I'm going to give you a little scenario of my different feelings and how they guide um, certain parts of my life. And the best story I can come up with or the best scenario is mornings. So I'm a little bit of a type A. There is a time to wake up. And if I wake up two minutes after that time, things could be bad. Things could be really bad. Um, And forgive me, I have a little background music that I might be using to emphasize my points here. So there's often days that I wake up very overwhelmed. Maybe it was I went to bed that night and thinking about, I didn't make these copies. Oh no, I have this idea. I want to do this, but that means I have to get this done and then I have to get that done and I have this other thing. So I, I just already feel, I wake up and I feel overwhelmed. So when I go to wake up my little princess, which I've learned, I have to wake her up and I wake her up with, hey princess, it's time to wake up because if you don't, you will wake up the beast. So I always say that because I want to be sure that at least in words, we are calling the princess to come forth rather than the beast. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about because that's me. Um, And my son, he's so sweet. It doesn't matter. I mean, he wakes up and if I have made breakfast, I'll tap him and he'll go, do I smell pancakes? Thanks, mom. I know, he just says, but she's sweet too, so don't take that. Okay, but so I'll wake up and I'm like, okay, try to be the nice, but then all of a sudden, right, my feeling of being overwhelmed gets imposed on them, right? Let's go, we gotta do this. So my poor sweet family, let's see if I can, oh, wait, I had it on mute. Okay, can you hear? Okay. That becomes our background. I mean, it is in every part of me. Dun, 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 dun. Get here. Go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Seriously, you have to pick up the fork or the spoon to put the food in your mouth. That's what I'm telling princess is has to get this going, right? And I do that. And inside I'm going, oh, I'm so sorry, right? Or I get to school or whatever happens and it all works out. Even if I don't get those copies made or whatever, I just feel icky because I missed out maybe on opportunities. You guys get it, right? Those feelings drive us. Um, And then sometimes I wake up and I feel it doesn't take much to turn, right? And I'm still giving the same scenario just because it works because I see it all over the place. Um, Same morning can be that I wake up and I feel totally inadequate. Whatever it was that set me off. And then everything that happens. The thermos isn't cleaned. I was supposed to clean the thermos, I guess. I mean, she could have cleaned the thermos for me for us to make lunch. And 
then that happens, right? Do you know that? That sound? That then it starts coming out of everything, and especially if it's a time when my husband's not coaching and he's home, he is Mr. Perky. Yeah, some of you, mm-hmm, amen, Brother Ben. He's super perky. And so he'll go, hey, guys, how you doing? Everything's great. And he'll say one thing, and I feel like he's telling me I did something wrong. <sighs> and that sound just keeps coming out and keeps building and building and it's nothing that he's done. It's my own feelings of inadequacy that then everything I look at becomes, and then he knows, even the kids know, my son will go, mom, mom, you, you okay? About my 10th, <sighs> you know, yes, bud, I'm fine, I'm fine. But you get it, right? I have to play for you my one more. I didn't really have a story for this one, but it's this, it's very, some of you may go, mm-hmm, that's who I am. Anybody know that? That's the Wicked Witch of the West, right? Riding her little bicycle. Okay. So, feelings had started to guide me. In my heart, I would think, oh no, God, God is my truth. And I know the truth is that I'm loved. I shouldn't be anxious. He tells me not to be anxious, but my feelings take over. And it's crazy, but it's sometimes the most simple things, right, that can just shift our perspective and make all the difference. So I was at a training session for counseling for the Gotel Crusade that, that we recently had here at the Bay Area. And a gentleman gets up, and he's not even the main speaker, and he gets up and he says, now I want y'all to remember something I like to share that's really simple. I want to share it with you. And, you know, I always write things down because it keeps me just tracking because why I'm an eighth grade teacher is sometimes I act like an eighth grade student. So my eighth graders are here and they're going, amen. Um, So I write it down and he draws this train and he says, we have to remember that the head of the train, the engine, needs to be truth. Then the next car is faith. Our faith goes in the truth, right? Our faith is connected with the truth. Then the last car is our feelings. I drew it and I wrote it down and had just started really settling in my heart and going, that's, that's what I've been doing. I've put my feelings at the front of that train and they have just been everywhere. They've led my family. They've, I mean, my kids go to school having a good day or bad day, whether whatever background music, you know, the Lone Ranger or the Wicked Witch of the West, whoever's present that morning, they are victims of that. And it just really set me on a journey to go, okay, how do I shift this? I mean, this seems simple, right? I mean, I know that when I became a believer, God's word is truth. He is truth. And I put my faith in him. My little princess put her faith in Jesus in February, and that was awesome because that's what it was. She had had truth, but she hadn't put her faith in it yet, saying, I believe that. I claim that for myself. It's truth regardless if we put the faith in it, but she had put her faith in it. And so I want to share with you kind of a little bit 
God has overwhelmed me since I've started seeking and going, okay, I want, part of the problem I felt was I didn't have his word in me enough for that truth to come out, for that truth to be the most prevalent. So I started seeking his word and going, okay, I need to have truth just right there, ready to go whenever I have those feelings, because it's not that they're going to go away, right? I've got to have something to kind of combat them and go, nope, this is truth, and that's going to drive me. So I want to share with you my first little, again, I really struggled. I have like pages of scripture that I felt God was just pouring over me, which I'm super grateful for. And so I try to narrow down some, some simple things to just kind of hang on to um, as you go from here. But then I really encourage you, if you're sitting there feeling like, gosh, I have, I have that too. I feel like a lot of times my feelings are what is guiding and everybody's just hanging on for dear life. Um, but the first one is just that God's word is truth. That that's what I was figuring out. I could have my quiet time in the morning and I'd read a scripture or two, but I wasn't being intentional. Intentional was that difference that I had to go to God's word thinking, okay, I need this to be ready to use whenever I feel attacked, whenever I feel overwhelmed, whenever I feel anxious, um, so the first one is that, I, that God's word is truth. And the scripture is Psalm 119, 160. And it says, the sum of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. There's other versions that say, and every law of yours is eternal. Um, two things in that, that I can really hang on to and go back and be grateful for. Um, The sum of his word is truth. All of it is truth. His word is truth. And if I want that to come out first, I got to have that in me first. It's been something we've discussed at our house when we talk about how much TV we watch, how much other things we put in, right? Um, You're not going to have, you're not going to go buy, you know, an apple tree, or we have a lemon. We have a lemon. I don't know if it's supposed to be a tree, or but it doesn't have any lemons on it. Anyway, but I can't go to that and be like, come on, lime. I want a lime to come out. I want to grow a lime. That'd be great. It's a lemon tree. It's not going to happen. So I can't put in things in my day and expect something else to come out. I have to put God's word, his truth in me. And what's awesome, I love about that scripture, the, the why I chose it too, is the second part that says it's everlasting. It's eternal. You're not going to pick up his word later and go, oh, well, that stinks. I've been, this is totally against what I've been living out for so many years. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, and our feelings are so not that. Our feelings change all the time. Our feelings or at the whim of everything. I, I, I feel like our world is kind of in a time. Sorry, I'm going to check the time because I want to be a good steward of that. Um, I know if you're like me, you've heard this before. Um, you be you. You be you. And there's parts of that that's great. You be yourself as an individual. But I think our world tells us whatever your truth is, you just go with that. You just go with that. Um, Definitely heard that a lot in just my experiences, and it really 
made me unsettled of when I see teenagers who they're trying to figure out what that means, UBU. And so they're getting on any social media or the only thing they have that's filling them up primarily is junk, um, lies, uh, half-truths from the world that's trying to put it together. And they don't know what the UBU Still trying to figure that out, right? Truth. God's word is truth. He is true. And his word is eternal. I don't have to worry about it changing again. Um, I mean, I've seen it in young women that whatever post, whatever body image is the newest thing, that becomes their truth, what drives them right? And it's really their feeling. I feel this way, but it changes all the time. I could go on and on about that, but I won't. I won't. But when we turn around though, who are they following? We have to be the ones also that we're not being distracted by that. We're not being swayed by the opinion of the world and what they make up to be the truth that we have to be the ones because I do it right? I'll sit, scroll through whatever, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and time goes on. And it's still the stuff that I'm putting in. It's what's going to come out. I have to be cautious of that. So first off, just establishing that God's word is truth. And it's his word that I'm going to go back to over and over again. And the second, going along with faith Because his word is truth, I can put my faith in his word. I can believe it to be true, right? There's those kind of two differences is I can look at the chair and say, that is a great chair. It would hold me. It would hold me, but I'm going to stand. I'm fine, right? To put my faith in it, and this is the analogy. I love it that turned my daughter's heart around. She said, mommy, I need to sit in that chair. But we have to put our faith in it to sit in it to accept it and go, yes, this is truth for me too. It is true, but now I have to take it as my own. So the second was I can put my faith. Um, and the scripture I want to share with you for that is Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as division of the soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. For me, what stood out in this ver- in these verses, um, this verse, is two words that I think of, power and authority. When I seek his word that is true, I am seeking his power and authority in my life. I'm seeking that on my own, I can't judge between um, truth and falsehood of the world. When I look out at the world, I don't do a good job, right, of going, this is true. Oh, no, this isn't. Oh, but this is fun. This is cute. Hmm. He can judge that. His word is living, it's active, and it's powerful, and it has authority, and that word, one of, one of the things that for me, I would come across some, hmm, how do I say this? You know when you have difficulties of agreeing, right? Maybe not arguments, but you talk with someone who has a different perspective 
and you kind of try to understand their perspective. It helped me when I thought about God's word being truth and his authority being not just, God's word has authority not just in my life because I believe it, it has authority in everyone's life, whether they have sat in that chair or not. Because there's gonna come a time that they're gonna realize that he was true, the true one God, right? Their creator. And it's not for me to go and impose that on them, but it's for me to live that way. That when I talk about his word, that it has authority. That as I have disagreements with someone, his word tells me that in, that in all I can do, that I should make peace with everyone. And so I'm gonna do whatever I can because of that authority. And I'm gonna deal with others in that way, that his word has authority. I'm not gonna scoot back and say, well, that's my authority. No, it's not. Then I'm becoming just like the world. It's authority in my life. And that's what needs to drive me, his word. That's truth. Finally, one more scripture, then thinking about, um, so his word is truth. Because it's truth, I can place my faith in it. And his truth, I want to guide my feelings. I want it, I want my feelings at the end of that train. Right, because often feelings are responsive. They should be. Feelings should be an outcome, not a guide. Or they should be a gauge, not a guide. My feelings of how I was up and down all the time and, and, and letting my feelings control my family at times, that was my gauge to say, hold on, hold on. What am I filling myself with? What am I letting lead me? And that takes me back and needs to be God's truth. So finally it says, I want to share John 8, 31 through 32. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Two things here as well. I want people to know that I am his. I want people to know that. And it says, if I continue in his word, if I live out his word, they're gonna see it. Because he's saying, you're truly my disciple. And I know that in some way that's going to turn out that they're going to see it. I don't want them to see the Amy that is, ooh, she's a little overwhelmed today. (laughs) She's a little anxious because I am a open book. (laughs) Again, my students could probably know I'm an open book. One of them let me know what I look like when I get mad (laughs) the last week of school. "You, You give us this look. And then you go sit at your desk and are really quiet. (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) Um, But I don't want them to see someone. Can I have emotions? Of course. They're not bad. That's a part of what makes us wonderful as women, even though my husband wants to say many times, oh my gosh, why does it always have to be about how I said it? Right? Because it is. It's about how you said it. Because it then makes me feel a certain way, right? Even though I know you love me, but I'm going to hear it and go, did you hear that? Did, was the dinner not good enough? I'm sorry. You know, I didn't put the pasta in right because I didn't break the pasta. That was recent. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> it was one of those times I had to... 
moments. And we had an audience for that one because my whole family was over. But it's okay because he really was right. I should have broken the pots in half and had bitten the pot better. But that really annoyed me. <laughs> but it's okay. Because the truth, you know, as much as we can laugh at it, you can laugh at me all day long. Eighth graders laugh at me. Um, but it's so true. I want to go back to the truth. May his truth guide me. May his truth be what guides me. Elizabeth Elliot has a quote. I found a quote of hers that I love her and want to just take her mindset at times and get rid of mine because just she writes and it's so beautiful. I'm like, yes, love you. Okay, it says, the difficulty is to keep a tight rein on our emotions. They may remain, but it is not they who are to rule the action. They have no authority. A life lived in God is not lived on the plane of feelings. I, at times, feel like my feelings, my emotions, are what some of my greatest gifts. Um, I had about, I think last year, there was a good time that I would often hear, Amy, you're so um, on edge, like that I would get upset easily. And I went to a dear friend, and she talked with me lovingly, you know, saying the good things. At first, I was annoyed with her, but loved her anyway. Because the truth is, I was. That was, it was showing that I was letting my feelings guide all of the things. Um, And I remember I even got angry thinking, you know, when I was younger, everyone called it passion. I was passionate. Just because I'm 40 now, it's I'm on edge all the time, (laughs) right? (laughs) So true. I cannot tell you how many people talk to me and say, "Mm, yeah, wow, (laughs) calm down a little bit. But, But it's something we have to acknowledge that my passion is a strength. Right? But I can't let my, my feelings and emotions guide me. They can't lead that train. My, the truth has to. The truth has to. I feel like there's, I know there's women from all different walks of life, all different places in your journey with God here tonight. And you may be someone that you're seeking out the truth. That's why you're here. And I would pray that you would think about the faith. Have you hooked up that car of faith to the truth? Have you sat in that chair? We pray you think of that. Because maybe you're someone that you're like, yeah, my feelings guide and I'm lost all the time because I'm changing feelings all the time. So I don't have a constant. God is truth. And he's love. Perfect love. And so I just encourage you tonight that you would think on that. Have you hooked up that car over the train, your faith, to him? Or are you still saying, I know he's true, but I don't know yet 
that I've placed my faith in him. And then some of you who maybe you were like me, that you were thinking, gosh, I, I do. I seek God's word, and, but I do find myself at times driven by something other than his truth. And I know for me, and this is for you to hold me accountable, you can, anytime you see me, I don't know, McDonald's, I frequent there a lot. So does Marissa. And it's great. You make relationships with the workers. My husband has one lady that every time he comes through the drive-thru, she goes, it's the crazy man. (laughs) And I love it because she smiles. Any other time she doesn't smile, but oh, it's so cute. But he's the crazy man. Okay, sorry, go back. But yeah, I lost track of what I was saying. No. What I do, I pray that it wouldn't be that you hear tonight feelings are bad but that you have to go and you seek, you seek out, okay, God, I want to look in your scripture for truth. I loved, and part of my journey, I looked in Matthew. Matthew, um, there's about 22 times that Jesus says, I tell you the truth. He says that phrase. I wasn't gonna share with you all 22 times tonight, but you can go and look. And I love that because he was teaching them and having to stop and say, hold on. Okay, you're confused of the world. I tell you the truth. Right, he's that. Hold on, let's separate things. So seek his word so that you can have in those moments when you start to feel like the feelings have taken control, you can go, hold on. I know what's true. I know what's true. Thank you so much for letting me share with you. I'm gonna pray. And like I said, everyone's in a different place but seek him. You'll find truth. Let's choose truth together. Dear Lord, I do. I thank you so much for your word. In a world that is so uncertain, that creates new truths all the time, Father, may we seek you what's awesome is that we know in your word when we seek you, we will find you. And let us be intentional about it, God. Let us not just go through the action of it, but let it change us. Let it change us so that we might be seen to truly be your disciples. That we might be free from being swayed back and forth by our feelings. Let us stay, Father, to your truth. I love you, Jesus. Thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, my dear friend. God totally has given me a kindred spirit in you. My, my uh, feelings caboose is always trying to drive my train. So thank you, Amy.